thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. John chapter number 8, verse 31, if you're there, say amen. All right, here we go. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, so he's talking to a very religious bunch of people. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciple. So this would tell us then, if you don't hold to the teaching of Jesus, you're not a disciple in the church that amen. So then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. How do you get free is when you know the truth. How do you know the truth? It's when you know the teachings of Jesus. Okay. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? And Jesus replied to them, I tell you the truth. Uh, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Uh, now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. Verse 36. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants. You yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I think we could all take a survey and say in this culture that we live in, if you go to preach biblical value, you get canceled. Would you, I mean, would you agree with me? I mean, people put, people who say they're Christians and put politics over Bible will counsel you, cancel you. Okay, let's, let's drive it to your front address. People who say they're Christians and put race over kingdom culture, biblical values will cancel you. Verse 38, I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they said. We are children of Abraham. And he said, if you were Abraham's children, then you would do the things Abraham did. So here Jesus is saying, hold to my teaching, make room for my word, and do what Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. What Jesus is about to tell them, I mean, I hope it does to you what it did to me. It just straight blew my mind. I'm like, how could he say this? But he tells us why he could say it. Verse 42, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, see, we, a lot of people say we're all children of God. That's not what Jesus said. Okay, let's read what Jesus said. If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and now am here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Why aren't you understanding the words coming out of my mouth? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. So out of Jesus' own mouth, he's saying, if you're not going to follow what I say, you're not of me. Help me, Jesus, to follow you. 
and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. For he lies and he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Verse 47, he who belongs to God hears what God is saying. The reason you do not hear what God is saying is because you don't belong to God. So I'm going to take a few things from here. Number one, we should hold on to truth. Number two, we should have room for the word of God. Number three, we should do what the word of God says. Number four, we should love Jesus. Number uh, five, we should carry out our father's desire. And then number six, we should hear what God is saying. Amen. So this is part two of At The Movies. Let's pray. We're going to get right into this as I get ready to teach you far from the truth. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. As a preacher of your word, I believe it's absolute and that it's completely accurate in its principles and it's what it teaches us. God, I pray today that you would stir us for truth and that we would come out of thinking like the culture and come out of thinking in error and that you would set us free to hear, to sense, to see, and to love what you love. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. And the people said amen and amen. Welcome to At The Movies. This is Far From Truth. We are living in a day in our culture where the culture is upside down on its head. Like our culture has bumped its head. And the sad thing about that is a lot of people who go to church are getting into agreement with culture and not coming out of error and living in biblical truth. But today, you're living after one of two principalities. Either you are serving God or you're not serving God. And according to Jesus' sentence there in the Gospel of John, you're of your father. Ooh, it's so hard to say that, the devil. So today, you're either living for truth or you're being deceived and living in a lie. Jesus said, whom the sun sets free, come on, you know it, end it, is free indeed. But see, we've taken that out of the Bible out of context, and we haven't interpreted it with what Jesus was saying because you have to read the before verses and the after verses of your favorite little scripture to understand what's really being said. Jesus was saying whom the sun sets free will be free indeed if. Everybody say if. If, if, if they hold on to biblical truth, if they obey his word, if they hear what God is saying to the church, if we carry out God the Father's desires, if we listen carefully to what Jesus is saying, this is the only prerequisite to be called a child of God is if you follow Jesus. Jesus said it's a fool who builds his house upon a sand. And when the waves come and the winds come, it's going to get knocked down. But the wise man will build his foundation upon the principles and the doctrine and the teachings of Jesus. For when all hell breaks loose, that house will stand at the end. Truth is falling in the streets of America, not in the world. Let's get our eyes off politics today. It's not the Democrats' fault. It's not the Republicans' fault. It's not Obama, Clinton, and we can go all the way back to Reagan. It's none of their fault. The problem is the church who's supposed to be doing good has gone silent, upside down on their own heads, and has gotten into agreement with evil, and the church said amen. This movie, Spider-Man, is called Spider-Man Far From Home because Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and his group, they get on an airplane, and they go to their senior trip in Italy, 4,159 miles away from everything they know. Now, if you're from if you're from the Bronx and you go to Italy, you will automatically understand that people in Italy don't talk the way they talk in the Bronx. They don't think the way they think in the Bronx. Come on in here. As a matter of fact, if you left Kansas City 
and you went to Italy, they don't say y'all hungry. They don't say stuff like that. They don't say soda pop. They don't say stuff like that because you're in a different culture. You're far from everything that's normal to you. You're far from every place that you should be. And unfortunately, the American church looks a lot like this movie, Far From Home. We believe the lies of the world world over the truth of God's word. We get into agreement with what culture says about gay marriage, about transgenderism, about our children cutting off their body parts, about same-sex marriages, about abortion. We agree with the world and we call ourselves Christians. The problem with the American church is we have gone silent too long. The problem with the American church is we're scared to death of popular opinion. The problem with the American church is we're afraid of what man thinks about us. They might cancel us. They might unfollow us. They might give us a a two-star review on Google. But I am a person that is defending. Listen, I believe in apologetics. I believe in making a defense for Christ. I believe in making a a case for Christ, a case for doctrine, a case for truth, because the devil's been lying to your generation far too long. Aren't you tired of the enemy deceiving you? Aren't you tired of the enemy deceiving our kids in this country? Aren't you ready for our kids to be boys if they were born boys and to be girls if they were... Oh, here he goes. He's getting political. I'm not getting political. I'm getting biblical. See, that's the problem with the American church. We are more passionate about politics than we are the word of God. But I still believe what the Bible said. The Bible said, come out from among the world and be ye separate unto me. The Bible says, do not conform to the standard of the world, but be transformed by the way that you think. God is calling the American church to come out of error and step into truth and let the church say amen. We are living in the last days of the last days. Church people call right, wrong, and wrong, right. People live far away from biblical doctrine and truth. And hell is doing its best to deceive the believer. Some people will say, Pastor, I can't believe the LGBTQ's got an agenda. I can't believe that the Republicans or the Democrats have an agenda. I can't believe the White House has let this go on. I can't believe our state government, the state capital, we all, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. But but it's never been up to all them to change the world. That's the problem. The, the problem is it's been up to the church to change the world. But we're too busy running to our closet and packing a suitcase and waiting at the bus stop for Jesus to return that our kids don't get involved in politics. Our church don't get involved in the affairs of this world to make a difference in the earth. And I believe it's high time that the body of Christ comes out of the life lies and deception of this world and steps into truth come on in here i don't know who i'm talking to today but there may be a young person in this room you might be the next councilman you might be the next vice president you might be the next mayor or governor to make a change in the earth good men christians have to stop doing nothing i can't believe he's saying this well i'm not a i'm not a cultural preacher This is not MTV. I am not a CNN news reporter. I am not a Fox news reporter. I know I see you Democrats, Republicans, you like your own news. I'm a good news reporter. I am a preacher of the gospel. I call what's right, right, and I call what's wrong, wrong, based off the standard and the principle of the world. I'm not mad at the craziness of the world. Let Sam Smith act like a devil at that awards banquet. Forget him. I have a problem with the church joining into it. We got... 
Matthew 24, verse 24 says this, for there will arise false Christs, false prophets who will show great signs and wonders. They will deceive even the very elect bunch of people who said they're on fire for God. Matthew 24 and verse 4 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man, no man, no man, no woman, no reporter, I don't care. Listen, TikTok is indoctrinating you. Instagram is indoctrinating you. YouTube is indoctrinating you. Shut the stuff off if you don't know the Bible because they're indoctrinating you. They're deceiving you to believe a lie and be damned. And God's calling us to come up out of all that mess and believe the truth of the word of God. 1 Timothy 4.1 says, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost says, not, not your preacher, the Holy Ghost says, that in the last days, many will abandon the faith. Now, i got to help you, because there's a lot of this silly theology from dumb icicles standing behind a pulpit that call themselves preachers, and they're more popsicles than anything. This is what the Bible says, that the Holy Ghost says that in the last day, many are going to abandon their faith. You can backslide. You can miss heaven. If you're having sex in this room, and you're not married, and Jesus were to return, you ain't going to heaven. If you're living in drunkenness, and Jesus were to return, you're not going to heaven. Well, that's pretty harsh. I didn't write this stuff jesus put it in the bible read it get in there consume it or you might miss heaven demons are real they work through people they're on your row maybe not the front row let me see here but demons aren't looking for a microphone to fill. Jesus said devils go throughout this earth and they're looking for a house to possess. And if they find it empty, which means no Holy Ghost, no Jesus, they'll leave for a moment, go get seven of their buddies and come back and jump in you. Demons are at work in people in this earth. They'll tell you to get involved in witchcraft. Well, rub them crystals and lick them and burn that sage to clean your house. You're opening the door to demonic activity. Hi. Look at your neighbor and say hi. Listen to these crazy statistics, y'all. This is not the unchurched. I'm going to give you these statistics. Every statistic here has nothing to do with the unchurched. This has to do with people who say they're born-again believers. This is going to blow your mind. 83% of born-again believers don't even know what the Great Commission is. Only 2% of American born-again Christians could defend their faith against a secular atheist. 2%. 91% of teenagers who go to church who say they're born again do not believe in absolute truth. 98% of teenagers who go to church say they don't act like a Christian outside of church. But it gets worse. It's going to get better, but it gets worse first. 61% of adults have an unbiblical set of beliefs because they don't read the Bible. When I, when I put an advertisement out when Roe v. Wade was overturned, it wasn't the world that came for me. It was Christians. How could you say that? You just said what side of the line you are on. I'm on the Bible side of the line. 
I believe what God said about abortion, that it's murder, that we have no right to touch what he formed in the womb of a mother. That's what the Bible says, that God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. I'm not a politician. I'm, I'm, I know that I'm politically incorrect, but I'm biblically correct. I'd rather fall on the line of being BC than PC. I'm offended. Well, you might be offended at the Bible. You might be offended at Jesus. So whose father do you serve? I got to hurry. 60% of people who say they're born again say it's okay to live together but not married. All these things I'm telling you are complete the opposite of the Bible. Now, I don't have time to go through every scripture, but these are the opposite of scripture. Well, I don't believe it. What, 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 do, what Bible do you know? 55% of those who go to church and say they're born again say they can earn their salvation. 44% believe that Jesus actually sinned. 65% of Gen Zers don't even believe that there's a real devil on this earth. 65%. Gets worse. 45% of churchgoers, born again believers, say it's okay to be addicted to gambling. 49% say it's okay to, fight, uh, to, to fantasize about someone that they're not married to while having sex with their spouse. The devil is a liar. I'd beat somebody. Praise God. Okay. Uh, 35%, 35% say it's okay to have sex with somebody outside of your marriage. 49% say it's okay to watch pornography. 29% is okay with cussing. 33% is okay with having an abortion. 35% is okay with drunkenness. 30% of people who say they're born again Christians are okay with gay sex. But only 17%, my God, we have a standard here, only 17% say it's okay to use uh, prescription pills that weren't prescribed to you. So the American church, I'm not talking about the world. I'm not a preacher to the world. I'm a preacher for people to get saved, and then when they get saved, God will clean them up, and I'm talking to the church today. Why does the church have a greater conviction about a pill than they do a life in the womb of a mother? See, the enemy is working hard to get you and I as Christians to sell the truth, to abandon truth, and be religious. But God is here preaching through me today to encourage you to stay close to him and never get far from the truth. Mysterio in this movie represents the devil and Spider-Man represents you and I. And I just came to serve notice to let you know today that there is a real devil that's loose in our generation. And he's doing exactly to you what he tried to do to Peter Parker. He's trying to get you to believe a lie. He's trying to deceive you and take everything out of you. He wants to take your purity. He wants to take your holiness. He wants to take your belief system in God. He wants you to live away from the truth. But I came to serve notice on him today and say that the devil is a liar. Look at your neighbor and say the devil is a liar. Yeah, see, he's coming to steal from you. That's why the church won't pray, because there's a devil loose. That's why the church doesn't read their Bible anymore, because there's a devil loose. He's not just a symbol of evil. He's not just a Halloween figure. He is real. He is a real force. He is a power force. And the Bible says he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I came to tell him today to take your hands off of God's people. 
Debbie, you're going to like this story. Because a couple years ago, I was standing out here in the parking lot, and this guy got handsy with me. He's trying to throw hands and put his hands on me. And I got in his face. I said, listen, sir, no disrespect, but take your hands off of me right now. Of course, what I knew is there was like four or five guys standing around like this just waiting for him to pop off because they wasn't about to let their pastor get hurt, Chris. Amen? And, and I told him, I said, get your hands off of me. And I think that ought to be the message to the devil. Get your hands off our church. Get your hands off the church. Get your hands off of my mind. You ain't saying nothing today. Get your hand off of my spirit. Get your hand off of my belief system and let God's people go. I refuse for the church to live in error any longer. It's time for us to live in truth. We're not going to live far away from the truth. You see, currently, if you follow Jesus, no matter what, you're going to have a fight on your hands. Come on. You got a target on your back. The Bible calls them principalities of the air. There are currently right now demons in this air listening to what I'm telling you. That's why some of you are getting thoughts into your head saying, this preacher is too crazy. He's too radical. I can't believe he said that up in church. He's talking about abortion on a Sunday morning. What's wrong? with You're hearing principalities of the air who are talking to you, trying to get you to come out of truth and live in error. They want to destroy your life. They want to kill your destiny. They want to rob your purpose. They want to destroy your marriage. They want you to be bankrupt. They want you to be on a bar stool, messed up, addicted, drunk, and at loss of everything. But I came to declare to you today, you can win in Jesus. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pull things down. James said in the book of James, the fourth chapter, he said, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Most of the time, the devil won't flee from you because you're not submitting to God. If you're not submitting to God, obeying his word, getting in the word, praying, seeking God, the devil will not flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Why? Because all of hell is just begging, just pleading with you. Loosen up and live far from the truth. Peter said, I just need a vacation. I just need a break. So many people who come to church, they get so wore out with the spiritual engagement with the principalities that they come to a place in their walk where they say, I just want a break. I just want a vacation from the things of the spirit. But I came to encourage you today that we must make a plan to stay in the truth. Come on. There are no such things as spiritual vacations. There are no such things as taking a spiritual break. You got to get ready in your mind to get your feet planted in the truth truth and go nowhere because Satan wants you to stop. He wants you to stop praying. He wants you to stop being faithful in your marriage. He wants you to stop reading the word of God. He wants you to live in delusion and deception, but the devil is a liar. I came to encourage you today. Don't you leave the hope, the hope of the truth. You got to make a plan to stay in the truth and not go far away from the truth. Not only must we set out to stay, but the enemy will get you in that place where you are in truth. He'll start begging and pleading for you to get on a plane and leave. But we must sell out to the truth. And we must, re I dare you to push your neighbor and say, you got to refuse to leave the truth. Don't you get comfortable, listen, don't get comfortable in your Christianity. Don't get comfortable living in a lie or living in, a, living in an era. You got to do what Proverbs 23, 23 tells us to do. You got to buy the truth and sell it 
not. Stop selling out to the world. Stop selling out to the belief system of TikTok. Stop selling out to the belief system of Instagram Reels and buy the truth and sell it not. Look at your neighbor and say, refuse to leave the truth. See, the cry of the enemy is let down your hair. Just, just relax a little bit. Just breathe a little bit. Just loosen up your standard a little bit. A little porn won't bother you. A little weed won't bother you. Burning a little sage won't hurt nothing. Getting intoxicated every night of the week won't hurt nothing. But the devil is a liar. That's error. That's deception. That's principality. The Holy Ghost ain't going to tell you to do those things. The Holy Ghost will not tell you to do things that are contrary to the Word of God. Well, I don't know what the Word of God says. Well, you better get in there and find it so you don't miss his return. Laziness will not be an excuse when you stand before God. Do you know that only 4% of people who go to the church read the Bible daily? 4% of churchgoers who claim to be born-again Christians, who claim to be in the way, about the way, and know the way, only 4% of them read the Bible daily. How do you know if you're not in error if you're not in Jesus' teaching? We might be wrong. We might be 100% wrong about the things we're right about. And we might be 100% right about the things we're wrong about. We will never know until we open up the Bible and see what God's way, it's kingdom over culture. Come on in here. It's theology over what the world says. Well, pastor, they'll abandon me. Well, pastor, they'll leave me. Well, pastor, they'll unfollow me. Well, you'll be blessed because Jesus said, if you're persecuted for my sake, you will be blessed. We have to resist what the enemy is pressuring us to do, and we have to resist to live far away from the truth. It's horrible when you're sold a lie. It's horrible when you're told a lie only to get there and to find out it's not what they really projected to you. Point number five, we must know that a lie is a lie. Can I encourage you to let you know today, anytime Satan is moving his mouth, he's lying to you. He is the father of lies. He can't even tell the truth. He's such a stinking liar. Living in error is never going to be as pretty as it seems. You see, Satan is full of broken promises. He always promises the rainbow, but only delivers the rain he promises oh it's going to be fun it'll be a blast come on and join us smoke it up drink it up shoot it up but he won't tell you in the end it will be addiction he likes to tell you it will make you happy do whatever makes you happy what a lie in our culture today that we're not supposed to do whatever makes us happy we're supposed to do whatever makes God happy whatever pleases his heart he promises power but he gives us weakness he promises a lie but the end the life but the end of that life is death he promises something good something sweet something wonderful but the end is called bondage addiction and brokenness he's so good at lying to us he says hey believe any old way you want to hey you'll feel better if you do it hey it's just this one time nobody's looking nobody likes you anyway just grab that gun end your worthless life you're not wanted you're a mistake you got to you got to live this way but i want to tell you today that every time 
time he opens his mouth, he's lying to you. These are lies from the pit of hell. These are lies from the pit of hell. He's lying to you. Come on in here. He's lying to you. It's the grass is not greener on the other side. It's just a green light shining over on dead grass. Come out of error and live in truth. Don't find yourself far away from the truth. I'm going to shift to the good news now in this message. It doesn't matter how far you go. Listen, I know that some of you in this room, you go to church week in and week out. You've gone here five, six, seven, eight years, but you are extremely difficult for the Holy Spirit to talk to you because you're so into error. But I'm thankful today that like Nick Fury, that God doesn't stop pursuing us. Oh, he's so he's such a good God. You can find yourself drunk on a bar stool. Guess what? God's still pursuing you. You can find yourself in a strip house. God is still pursuing you. You can find yourself in a crack house. God is still pursuing you. The White House, your house, your mama's house, God never stops pursuing you. I'm thankful today that he's a loving father. I'm thankful today he did not come with the message of condemnation, but one of supernatural love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not die but live forever. Aren't you thankful today that God proved his love for you, that he's relentlessly coming for you, and he's pleading with you to not live far from the truth. Jesus is relentlessly pursuing you, and when you decide to follow him, here's what I'm thankful for. You're not weak against the forces of hell. You are actually, when you follow Jesus and you surrender to him, and you submit to his lordship, he gives you an authority. He gives you a power, and then you become armed and dangerous. I'm so thankful for what he said in 2 Corinthians 10.4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. They are mighty. They are mighty mighty they are mighty through God they are mighty through God when you're in Jesus that means you're mighty when you're in Jesus that means you're powerful you're no longer weak over hell you got I can't get no help in this church you're no longer weak you have authority Jeremy you're no longer weak against perversion you have authority to overcome you're no longer weak against addiction you can now overcome you're no longer weak to say no to hell when hell's in your face you can point your finger in the nose of the devil and act like Moses to a Pharaoh and say you're going to let me go you're going to let my people go you're going to let my family go you're going to let my my bondage go you're going to free me because I'm in truth and whom the sun sets free 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 is free indeed give your neighbor a high five and tell him don't you live far from the truth who are you going to choose today Mysterio, our fury, God, or the devil, culture, our kingdom, heaven, or hell, blessing, or cursing, life, or death. Joshua stood up before the people and he said, hey, choose you this day who you're going to serve. Whether the God of the Amorites, tradition, or Yahweh. But as for me in my house, as for me in this house, we're going to serve the Lord. So you got to pick a side. There's no in-between. If you're in the in-between, you're default already on a side. Heaven, hell, life, or death. God told Moses, I've put this before my people today. Life or death blessing or cursing he said therefore 
Choose life. Choose heaven. Choose Jesus. I don't know why people don't want to serve Jesus. Like it's, this world is hard already. Like, like serving Jesus ain't easy, but it's easier than serving the devil. I would rather you catch me rolling with Jesus than catch me rolling with Satan any day. Well, I don't know who I serve. By default, you serve the devil. There's two kings in this. There's a prince and a king. The prince of this world is the devil. The king of this world is Jesus. You're serving some authority in your life. There's no in-between. Jesus said you can't serve two masters. Either you're fully devoted to one and despise the other, but you can't serve two. You can't have two wives in marriage. My wife would never let me have two wives. i got to be fully devoted to this one and despise all the other ones. I've got one wife. I'm in one cup. With Jesus, you've got one Lord, one God, one master. It's either God or it's the devil. There's no in-between. I said there's no in-between. Come on, stand your feet with me real quick. We're going to do something in here.